This episode of Lord of the Rigs is brought to you by FreightPath, the all-in-one TMS that makes it easy to grow your logistics business. Well, that comes. There's my consent. So anyway, much, much, much appreciated. I want to start by sharing with you that I'm a big fan of uh, your online presence and what you do on LinkedIn. I think it's pretty cool. I, I love how like uh, free flowing you are and not shy and you're getting out there and you're sharing all the information. I think it's very valuable for the community. I think it's something that is uh, uh, much needed to be honest, like uh, even those times, uh, social media and, and everything being more digital with time, uh, I think is a great platform uh, to reach out to audience. Um, and this is something that we've been seeing maybe over the past, what, year and a half, like two years, let's say, the rise of podcasting, the rise of like media as marketing. You're running media to run your marketing side of your business. And I think it's it's fantastic. I really love that. Uh, it pushes people to go out there, to be true, to be themselves, to be just like, you know, putting on the table everything you have. Um, and I think there's a huge change in mentality um, compared to what we've seen like decades ago where you know, it was just, I'm going to protect my information. I'm going to, yeah. this is, this is a, an IP. This is considered IP. Today, there's no such thing as, as like, uh, well, of course, there is such thing as IP and, and patents and things like that. But uh, you're not, you're not going to make noise and be successful. And specifically as a startup, whether you're uh, a freight broker startup or a technology startup in a transportation field like us, if we're not showing that we know what we're talking about a little bit and sharing with people, is not going to work. And what I, I, I've started like that by trying to call people and try to sell, being pushy, that's it's done. You, you're never going to work like, with anything on that side. No, like uh, people have more time if you're personable than they do if you're pushy. Like it just seems like uh, some switch goes off and they're like, okay, well, let me hear, you know, what do you do? Like they, they, they start the conversation. Like you don't even have to like, you know, you don't have to do a sales pitch. Like it's, it's just the way it is. Like we're in this, like, uh, it's almost like a, a, a blockchain generation where it's like everything is like out on the open. Everyone has the full visibility, traceability of all thoughts. Like, and that, I love that. Like, I, I love that, uh, that ability to be able to do that. And I think, you know, LinkedIn or wherever you might be, for me particularly, for, you know, professional business stuff, LinkedIn and YouTube, that's, that's where I go. I mean... And then obviously sprinkled with, uh, you know, Zoom calls or Google Meet calls or podcasts or whatever. It's a great way to learn. Like there's going to be something that you know that I don't and vice versa. It's just that's that's why we communicate. So interesting. More so than anywhere else is there's a matter of like angle. What perspective do you have into the market? Uh, and a carrier, like an owner of an independent operator, a small fleet, a large fleet, a dispatcher, a broker, a shipper, whatever, they all want to look at the transaction from a different way. And what they expect and what this guy expects and what this guy can provide is just different, obviously. And so what I find that when I first joined in like the, the transportation industry, like I'm a bit more of a rookie than you. I think you've been at least there for eight to nine years now. I've been in the industry for uh, six and um, what I find like, very interesting is the communication challenge. I think the number one thing that 
I've seen um, in a transportation industry that causes like all that work, all that hard work, all those like back and forth calls and emails and transactions and relationships is a communication. And how do we uh, how do we leverage technology? And for me, this is like really my 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 uh, my love. What what, what I, I like to uh, put my focus on to work on is just how do we leverage technology to empower those guys into having that seamless communication. Uh, and this is really what, what it's all about like when, when it comes down to, for, for me, to, to try to bring my little uh, contribution to the, the industry. So I'm interested, like, for, um, for you, how does it work? Like, how do you find that like, uh, communication um, is like, and did communication evolve from when you first started to where you are now? Did you learn some things that you were doing at some point you're not doing anymore? Um, what's your take on that? Yeah, so... I, I mean, I started in 2011, which is like right after the depression, recession that we had, you know, 2008, 2009, where things weren't as we would like it to be in our economy. You know, globally speaking, it wasn't really as as great as, as we would like. So when I got into it in 2011, we were just kind of crawling out of that. So in logistics, things were starting to pick up, but like rates were still the you know like teeter-tottering like it kind of like where we're at right now where rates aren't all that great anyways um when i started my first call my first so when i my first logistics anything so after after we got all our authority for being a carrier so all the authorities all the paperwork ready to go you know a truck needs to get loaded i made my first call and it was over the phone and uh, when I called the guy, it was it didn't go as planned. Like it, there was a there's a lot of swearing, a lot of yelling for the rate that I gave him, because uh, I I didn't know I was new in the industry, so I didn't know I gave him a rate of like it was like eight hundred, but the market value was six. So I, you know he was really angry that I was two hundred bucks over. Anyways, uh, I I made the next call. It was also over phone and. Uh, I talked to the guy and he said, okay, you know, we'll send it over. It's, I, I found a shipment and the shipment was sent via fax. So <clears throat> if you can think back in 2011, the, the, the receiving of that load confirmation was via fax. I signed it with a pen. I sent it back via fax. That was 2011 for me. Forward now, 2020, Everything's at a click of a button or a touchscreen laptop or my signature is electronic. Um, you know, my identity is electronic. Like I work with some customers, they have my face in front of them. They have my identity. They have my driver's license. They have my credentials. They have everything to do about the company. Everything's in front of their eyes on a screen. So that's like, in a nutshell, that's how much it's changed just in these like nine years that I've been in the business where it's gone from old school faxes to everything's online, everything's electronic from the signing to everything. So that's, that's, that's just that type of communication in terms of shipments and all of that, even that's gone digital. Everything's on freight platform, uh, freight platforms, even like customers, you know, that participate uh, in EDI, it's a freight platform. It's a, it's, that's what it is. You know, they'll, they'll send out a request to cover shipments. It comes through your TMS. It doesn't come through your fax machine. It doesn't come by mail. You know, it doesn't come even via phone call. Like the, the phone, seldom is it used right now. The phone is used 
if it's really a major problem where it can't get communicated through, you know, TMS or EDI transmissions or, you know, <clears throat> like email, then you pick up the phone and you make that call and you see what you, what you guys can do to, to fix the problem. So it, that's a tenfold increase. It's a tenfold change to what's happening. And it's only going to like the next 10 years, this decade, I, I, it's really hard to comprehend how it's going to all like unfold because it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, you're going to look at a, a program that's designed, you know, that's engineered, that there's, there's program programmers involved in it, the development, and you're, you're not going to believe your eyes as a freight broker, as a carrier, that this is where it's come to. So. Uh, it's, it's so interesting to get like someone, like the insight from someone that lived that, that transformation complete facelift, because I believe that when you started, it was pretty much, and again, I'm sure some people will listen to us and say, no, it's not right. It changed over the past like previous 10 years. But what I mean is the depth of which it changed from the 1990s to 2010, let's say more or less. And from 2010 to now, I think this is just like the tenfold you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just amazing to know that how like you first started at like a certain state of like, communication and technology and adoption in that field. And where like we came up to like today, and so the question I have for you now is just how do we deal with that when we're afraid broker? Like how do we how do we deal with just like that fast pace change? It must be always in your face, and it's kind of like you know that 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 um, um, saying adapt or die, adapt or die, adapt or die, and and because we talk to a lot of customers ourselves, and and sometimes I'm gonna have like a 65 year old uh, uh, freight broker that told me. I need to print my Excel spreadsheet and I have it on the desk. And when these guys are moving a shipment, I'm seeing what carrier and the phone number is written there so I can call them. And, and for me to tell them, now you use FreightPath, for, for example, then you can have like digital Raycon, digital signature, yeah. everything happens there. Like it's, it, it's hard. So like someone that will come up with kind of like a, a, a plan with us like that, it would require a crazy ginormous amount of training because where is my information? Where is this? It's a new like way of organizing your work on a daily yep. basis, um, and not not everyone is able to do that. You, you you're rather young, so I think it's an advantage for you to pick up those those strengths quickly. But it's not it's not always easy. There's a huge adoption and, and education issue here. Yeah, and you know that you mentioned the last word you just said was education, and that's that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come to us freight brokers, whether I'm, you know, I'm 31. So whether it's me or someone that's 41, 51, 61, 71, whatever the case may be, it's going to, it's going to come to either you reaching out or them reaching out to you or whatever, if they decide to use freight path or, you know, wherever they go, <clears throat> that, that bridge has to be formed. You have to be able to explain to someone give them give them the view from your side from your perspective let them walk that mile in your shoes let, let them see that this is what's out there for you how much more efficient can you be with this technology how much more is this going to help you with your volume shipments you know how much is this going to help your customer when they see the visibility that's out there the traceability like how much like uh, just the how do I say like the, the the faster transactions, just the faster transactions alone? Like think about if, if you're doing it on a piece of paper, how much longer that's going to take? How much longer does it take to write an essay by hand than by laptop? <clears throat> and these are things that you have to look at. I and mean, even uh, like the ability to uh, like 
create these private and public networks for yourself when you're using these digital platforms and, and this 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 material that's out there for you to use. It's it's going to help you become a better freight broker. It's going to help you be a better carrier because you're going to be more efficient. You can scale down costs. You can reduce you know your your overall amount of money that you're spending to be able to provide those services that you told your customer in the first place that you can you can provide. And that's where you guys come in, where you have that universal visibility, that universal traceability. And it comes down to that. And it's, it's a universal communication. It's a platform for communication where you don't have to um, worry that you miss something because the system won't let you miss something. The system reminds you, hey, you missed the date. Hey, the bill of lading isn't correct. It's highlighted in red. Hey, you have to put this in. You have to put this information in. You know, like it's it's things like that where that adds value to you as a freight broker. And the word you mentioned, education. So and and, and forming that bridge to, to provide that education for people, it's incredibly important. So so, so what I see is like like our goal as a company is to serve. <laughs> Your goal as a company is to serve your customer. And what yeah. we see is with the education that has been going on so far, there's a lot of just like uh, um, push on technology. And now a lot of shippers know that, hey, it's not so hard for me to know exactly where my truck is, where my freight is. So I, I, I deserve that now. I, I want it. Yeah. And so basically, this is what we do as a technological company. We, we follow the trends. Yeah, obviously, your trends, you know, like, we want to make sure it's best practice. It corresponds to the a trucking industry, you know, like a uh, best practice, the way you call that that document, the way you call that, uh, uh, you don't want something to be sent if you don't want it to be sent, obviously, and, and, and things like that. Uh, but it's always just also what do your end client with? Because for me, what I realized is that if I do, I would say a 70% okay job at optimizing your own processes. But if I'm wowing your, your end clients, you're going to stay, stay with me. If I'm doing 95% great job at optimizing like, all your processes internally. And you're like, oh, like, look, my, my invoices are being sent, collected. I've got my aging report, I've got this. Uh, but your customers are like, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, you're gonna drop, you're gonna ditch yeah. the, 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 the technology. So it's all about customer service. At the end of the day, the way I look at it is, what value I can give to you so that you can give value to your customer. And most of the time, your customer has either bought or sold something, so they have customers as well or someone they need to interact with and they need to transfer that information. So for me, the goal is how can we seamlessly, fluidly get the information uh, uh, disseminated with the right amount of like, you know, security. Obviously, you want to have access to more information that what you carry will have access to and, and the shipper will have access to. And there's just sites, you know, like just like size of information that you can share with someone and not the other. And I think this is this is something very interesting. And I just want to to bounce back on one of the things you said is now you're using the phone still, but for everything that relates to the exceptions of your your business. And this is exactly what it's all about. If you get because the exceptions are still kind of like a good chunk of like the reality, uh, specifically for new lanes and like new relationships. And every time you try to establish a new relationship, um, this is where you can have those, those hiccups. But when you have like dedicated freight, or when you have like every Monday morning that pick up that facility, those guys know after that it's the same driver. They come, they know the people at the, at the warehouse, at the, at the uh, production center or distribution center, name it, 
and they can and, and it's going more seamless and, and fluid. So this is exactly the goal of technology: is making sure that you are eighty percent, seventy percent, depending on the, what your your um, your operations look like. Eighty percent of your relationship are going to be taken care of, and you're going to be on on point uh, uh, on the front to pick up your phone for this twenty percent that is remaining. And what it all does is. It shows your your clients that you're on top of things, that you know exactly like what happens before like uh, like uh, fire is being uh, is being caught everywhere, and that uh, like you, you're taking care of that and you're letting them know everything that they need to know. So um, that allows you to grow as to, to be able like, to automate as much as your as your day to day and bring that value. Always, I was mentioning to you to your customer. So yeah, this is a really interesting time spot. Um, so for company like yours, for example, now I can just like. Think about it where you have at least 20 to 30 new modern like, TMSs across North America that are coming and saying, oh, but we brought, bring more value to your customers or we do that better than, than others. Like, so how do you do yourself like, to, to navigate like, that, uh, that, new offers, uh, that, that new offering? So uh, for me, like, it's, it's, uh, it's most important that the software that I use, that it's efficient for me. So. By efficiency, I mean, I want to be able to navigate it relatively easily. I don't want to have to have a PhD degree in calculus to be able to, or mathematics in general, to be able to understand how how to navigate a screen. So the ease ease of use is incredibly important. You know, I don't I don't mind spending my time learning a software, but it, it has to have for the end user some kind of um, um, easy access easy use that 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 characteristic because if it doesn't have that it, it's going to be very difficult um to, to sell it <clears throat> for for an entire organization for example that has maybe you know 100 people in their office that need to use like they go after your software they really like it but let's say it, it has it's it's too many intricacies it's too it's too intertwined everywhere nothing makes sense to them like I've used those before and I'm like, you know, I, I don't even know what the next step is. Like it doesn't lead you anywhere. Like it doesn't highlight what you've missed. You end up missing things like it. This, this was in the early stage. Like I'm talking, you know, 2016, 2015, like when, when this kind of all slowly started to gain more steam, um, this whole, you know, digital marketplace for, for freight platforms. So that's really important. So the ease of use is for me the number one thing for for large scale use you know um another thing would be um to have everything that my shipper would need that that for the communication right so if i send them the you know a tender that i've, I've booked a truck for them and the tender is electronically sent to them uh, i want to make sure that everything that they need on their end is already covered so it, it's got all the different columns that are needed you know it's it's quite simple i mean it's all you have to do is just change the code a little bit and it's in there right so you know like just make sure that you have your your, your column for your weight your column for your commodity for your exceptions for your um if it's hazmat make sure that's a bit, ability to mark that to have specific bill of ladings for hazmat and you know if it's an ltl shipment make sure to have the nmfc codes in the class the class number all that stuff just to be able to have all of that available so when i click the send tender button or you know whatever the button is named that that all goes to the customer appropriately so they know that i've booked the right kind of equipment the right kind of mode of transportation and 
at the end of the day that the shipment goes as smoothly as possible because if if there's one hiccup it slows the whole chain down like everything gets slowed down and and, and not eventually you're going to say hey Nerman, i really like you as a person but i'm not alone here i've got just bosses and they're asking me to be more like efficient on those lanes and just got the other guys that now are offering whatever it is right so it brings me to the point where um uh, like communication is, is i was like mentioning is like a key uh, uh thing for you to be successful but it brings to the relationship aspect of the business and just like how like can you explain to us the importance for you and your business of building those strong relationships which would allow you maybe to have those one, two meetups from time to time and still like being in business with those people and still grow the account and things like that. So how do you, what's your secret sauce? How do you just develop those relationships? Uh, what, what matters, what is important for you, whether it's your carrier uh, relationships or your shippers relationships? Um, well, how do you approach that uh, very important aspect of the business? Yeah, so I mean, relationship, so relationship is the most important to be able to have a business, but communication is the underlying foundation for relationship. So it's going to be really simple. Essentially, it's a talk. You you go, you, you start a conversation with somebody. So if it's a shipper, for example, I have plenty of shippers, so I'll go and I'll just start a conversation. Just simply put, like, let's say I, I'm, they haven't sent me anything over in a week. I'll shoot them an email or I'll give them a call and just say, hey, you know, like, do you guys have anything going on? Are you guys struggling with any lanes? You know, how can I be of assistance? Is there something that I can provide that you don't currently have in your service? You know, like it's it's communication. You just throw yourself out there, you know, start a conversation about something maybe that's not even related to business. You know, like be personable with people, you know, just uh, like this is going to sound silly, but during this pandemic, I started a conversation with someone about toilet paper and it, it ended up being that I got a dedicated lane out of it because they're like, oh, like you're a freight broker. Like, like uh, what else do you do? And I and it wasn't even related to the freight brokers. Like, you know, they, they saw freight brokers. So I'm like, well, you know, like I do this and this like I'm, you know, I, I move freight. I find solutions for my customers, all this stuff. And they're like. Well, I also saw that you're a carrier, that you have your own trucks. Well, I do have my own trucks as well. And they're like, okay, well, you're from Ontario. Like, what part of Ontario? Okay, well, I'm from Windsor. Well, there's going to be a lane that's going to be starting up in Windsor because you guys maybe offer capacity for us. And I was like, okay, like, if it's going to be this easy, you know, why not? So we ended up, you know, coming to a conclusion and a solution for them to find a uh, uh, good price for them the, the best service like that is something i can i can put my heart like just out on the table i service for our company that's number one so we don't care we're gonna make it happen for the customer like if they want it there you know pick up within you know an hour it's gonna happen like we we make it work so and that's very important that you're gonna be able to be malleable you're gonna be, you know flexible you're gonna be able to you know, if they change schedules on you, I have another shipper that changes schedule a million times on me. Hey, like, uh, we, we, we can't, we can't have the parts ready for, you know, Tuesday, you know, could you come Thursday? Sure. No problem. Could you come later today? Sure. No problem. Can you come Friday? Sure. No problem. Being able to be flexible in business to provide those solutions. That's incredibly important. 
So the, the relationship aspect, it's, it's the ability to uh, keep a human conversation going from business to personal. And if you can't keep that conversation going, um, nobody's going to learn in it in that relationship and it might just fade away you know and, and that's the worst thing you can do is have some steam and then just have it kind of fall to the wayside where it just goes away so the secret sauce is be yourself be personable and engage in conversation so engage don't uh don't be reserved because rarely will somebody will just like hand stuff over to you like this on a silver platter like you have to be able to um go out there like like you said like post videos like share media wise you know market um you know use these platforms that we have like linkedin make sure you know reach out ask questions if you don't know something like ask someone that does like don't don't be don't be in a box because it's not gonna it's not gonna help you build those relationships and that's something that I I preach every day, like relationship, relationship, relationship. It's the same thing like in real estate. It's location, location, location. Well, it's in business. It's in, in this kind of business and logistics and supply chain. It's relationship, relationship, relationship. And under that, you can put communication, communication, communication. And, and this is less of when it comes to carriers or shippers, the relationships on both ends, like, Obviously, is equality is important for you to grow and build your business. Would you, would you be like, great? So, so with uh, with carriers, it's the same. You have to have conversations, um, but with carriers, you make sure you ask the right questions too, because it doesn't help. Like, let's say I build a relationship with a carrier from California, but all my customers and all my shippers are in Kentucky, for example. And they're rarely ever in Kentucky. It's going to be really difficult for me to help them grow their business. And it's going to be really difficult for them to help me grow my business. So make sure you ask the right questions. Simply, what are your lanes? What are you looking for? What kind of volume can you handle? Uh, what lanes are, are you most comfortable doing? What is your comfort zone? You know, uh, What is your communication like? What can you guys provide to me as a freight broker? You know what I, you know what I mean? So it's it's for for carriers you have to ask specific questions because there's a lot of great carriers out there that don't add, don't get asked great questions good questions they don't ask the right questions and then they they end up having a lot of freight brokers but not a lot of freight because they don't they don't have the right lane set up for them right and what you're talking about kind of like talks and just like the light line the complexity of being a free broker, you need to have the skill set of being able to talk to a shipper, be personable to a shipper, talk the same language of their dock, their ship desk, the load tender, and all, all of the stuff that they need, the freight orders, the, the service level they want. And then you need to translate all those information into a request to a carrier, which is going to be using different terms, different just like way of approaching things. And I think that I've always seen uh, you guys are, are, are speaking those two languages, the shipper language and the carrier language, and you, you, you're making that the transaction happens uh, as the glue between between those two like, moving parts in transportation. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I really find that those that are saying, yeah, like we're going to digitize like brokerages, yeah, right. Like I, I don't see that happening at all whatsoever. I actually see that the, 
number of freight brokers and third party and intermediaries being on the rise in North America and it's catching up the level that we have currently in Europe already. So it's, it's very interesting to see how it's rising, but technology now is helping those guys with those communication issues and to accelerate those communication and to like, diminish the, the potential like uh, pitfalls on homes. Uh, yeah, and I, I see, you know, like before, I, maybe like three months ago, I started just like, a, it's really affordable. Like it's a, like a freight consulting, like freight, like someone that wants to get into freight brokerage can reach out to me and I can show them the proper way to do it. So they're educated when they enter the field, they're ready to go. They're not struggling. They're not struggling to, you know, find customers. They, they don't know how to approach customers. So I'm the guy that that has thrown my services, my knowledge out there, my time to be able to teach these people what they need to know. So before I opened this up, I was like, okay, well, I'm not sure how many freight brokers are entering the, the landscape. Well, when I open this, like I'm getting inundated with emails and calls and, and whatever else, wanting to know, wanting to learn, wanting to, and there's so many, like there's every day, there's two, 300 applications for new freight brokers. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Like, think about two, three hundred every single day. That is, that is a lot. Like, that is uh, that is a lot with FMCSA to register that many new MC numbers. And yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's why, and that's why I think that uh, you're right. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be, you know, cut and dry. It's not gonna be like, okay, like we're not gonna have many, we're not gonna have many brokers. Technology's gonna take over. Finger something. Um, you said on a daily basis, you just go check the FMCSA new registration. You have like, all the files just right there. You have all the contacts if you want, and it's available. But I mean, you have 300 people that are starting a business in this uh, in this field. Yet, like, how many are making it? How many are like, if you go like six months on the road, or let's say 12, 18 months on the road, how many are surviving? And and not not only surviving, but how many are thrill are thrilling, thriving? Sorry. So. Mm -hmm. I think I think this is super interesting because obviously there is this desire of participating in that industry. Like people, and I talk to a lot of people that say, "Hey, I'm just starting. I need uh, I need a software," and I'm telling them, "Also, like when I first started, I'm like, sure, there you go. Here's the price. Enjoy." But what I realized is those guys within two and a half months come back to me say, "Hey, I, I can't pay anymore. I didn't work out. It doesn't work well for me." And so it's going back to software is nice. But software is not your business. Software is a tool that's going to help you, and you need to put the ingredient. This is why I was going back to you saying, what's the what's the, the, the secret sauce? How do you do to create those relationships? How do you do to grow those relationships so that these guys are not giving you one-offs anymore, but you have those dedicated dedicated lines, and now now it's stable, and you have a foundation for your business, and you can start growing. Um, so 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 with all those two three hundred people that are starting, like what would be your tip? Uh, your tips like for those guys starting that what's the number one thing uh, they should be looking at doing uh, um, and I, I'm just going to finish with that on our end what we're always suggesting they do is start going out there talk to carriers talk to shippers be personal with exactly what you're saying but build a relationship and once you're ready to go technology can be leveraged like nowadays with cloud-based solutions and things like that so you can be up and running within within hours yeah, so with that, like, just to be realistic about the situation, when economy opens back up and you go and you, you go out as a new freight broker trying to get new business, trying to get your shippers, um, make sure you understand the fact that 
there's a, there's still a numbers game involved. You will fail. There's going to be people that no matter how much service, how much technology, how much rate, how much service, how much um, best carriers you offer to them, they just won't want to work with you because they have uh, a certain contract set up that might run them through the next two, three years, or they might have uh, a certain provider that they're just very brand loyal to and they would not want to switch over you're gonna have you're gonna have those situations the main thing is uh perseverance and not giving up so if you want to succeed in freight brokerage and this is from the bottom of my heart and from experience is do not give up if a guy tells you no once it doesn't mean he's gonna say no a second time or a third or fourth time so make sure you go out there you put yourself out there. You put your name out there. The step one is putting your name out there. Start sharing videos. Start sharing things on LinkedIn. Start talking about your industry. Start talking about your niche. If, you, if you're good at a certain type of mode of transportation, stick to that mode of transportation. Go to those shippers that utilize that mode of transportation. Ask those questions to those shippers. How do you ship your freight? Where does your freight come from? And, and one thing that we talked about last week with some different um, like uh, live shows that, that were going on, um, you, when you go to a shipper and, and you, you discuss this stuff, make sure you ask them about their uh, uh, inbound material as well. So make sure you ask them, hey, like, where do you get your inbound material from? Where does this ship from? You know, would you happen to know who would be the best person to contact to talk with those guys? You know, whoever is in charge of the freight charges, you know, make sure you do your research on different job titles. Because if you if you go after a CEO, for example, on LinkedIn, he might not know what, you know, exactly everything there is to know about his supply chain. You know, like try to reach out to. <clears throat> so a shipping coordinator is a, a good place to start a conversation about the company because he's going to know what's coming, what's going. Um, reach out to a traffic manager, a transportation manager, an inventory, inventory control manager, uh, a director of operations for logistics, or a director of logistics, another way to say it. Or you can go after the sixth version, which is director of supply chain. So reach out and these people can lead you down the right path, but you have to ask the right questions, but make sure you, you, you set a foundation. So, so plant that seed. So grow that relationship. Don't, uh, don't be hesitant to put yourself out there because if you step out of your comfort zone, that's how you'll grow. It's just, that's nature. How do you, how do you, is that emails, is that multiple emails, is that phone calls, is that, is that just like, you know, forget about emails, you need to get, you, you go in person, you, you knock at the door, say, hey, I'm living here, you're going to raise yourself like 10 miles a month where you live, you do all the, the warehouses, the, the distribution centers, what's, what, what's your, uh, your approach to that? Yeah, so, I mean, if, if you're going to focus on, on, your re, on your city, for example, to start things off, um, going door to door is isn't the worst thing like just putting a face to to the marketing to the what you're trying to sell what you're trying to offer what you're trying to you know find solutions for make sure you go out there and just 
go go to the front office and ask, hey, can, would it be possible to get five minutes with the shipping manager? I just want to introduce myself, you know, give them a business card, like that yeah. simple. Yeah. You can do it that way. That's not a problem at all. And I, I, that's one, that's one of my tactics. Like, even though I have all this technology and stuff, I still like person to person, go to the door and say, Hey, this is me. This is what I offer. Not necessarily go sell, but just go and ask, you know, what do you guys do? What are you guys struggling with? You know, are you guys finding it difficult to ship certain places, certain certain uh, lanes that you're having troubles with, you know? And, and I'm thinking that a better moment because a lot of people are having and facing issues with finding capacity, with rates that are super like, unstable right now. Uh, so what I'm thinking is just going there and trying to bring some stability or extra capacity to those guys might be like, really well, really welcome at some point. As long as you keep like your social distancing of like yeah yeah make, keeping keeping thirty six feet apart apparently is uh is the way to go right now yeah it's uh, I don't know man there's so much going on right now it's hard to hard to know what's right and what's wrong to do it's like yeah, should I yeah. shake a hand should I not should I be so far away should I wave should I bow what should I do you know. Yeah, but, uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, stability. If you can bring stability to an organization, they're gonna want to work with you. You know, whether that's based on price or based on capacity, whatever, whatever they're buying. Some people just buy relationships. Some people don't even care about price. They just, they just, they want someone likable they can work with. They know, or someone that's reliable. Someone that. Hey, this is my cell phone. If you want something, if you need something, I don't care if it's three in the morning. Give me a call. I'll try to. I'll try to do it for you. I'll try to resolve it. And that's that's a good way to do it. Is make sure you're you're approachable, but make sure you're also attainable. Make sure people can call you. If you know, don't. This isn't a nine to five job. I hope people don't kid themselves. Things being a freight broker is a nine to five gig, you know, because it's not. Like there's so much involved in it. Like from the invoicing to the carrier vetting to the, the marketing to the going after customers to customers coming after you to billing questions and everything there's so much involved but your time management is going to be your best friend make sure you you spread your spread your time out wisely well, it's, it's <laughs> It's not just like a, a clocking clock out the punching punch type of job you come here, you put in your like your heart on the front line, and, and you're there. And if you're serious about the serving, the service aspect of things that you were talking about, then yes, uh, and, and managing your time and protecting yourself because being able to be with your family and obviously like do also like uh, your own stuff is going to be very important for this work-life balance. So if I recap a little bit the past like five to ten minutes, what you talked about is you're a new broker, you're a new freight like dispatcher, you're going out there, you don't have a lot of relationships. Number one rule is awareness. People won't work with you if they don't know you exist. So make some noise, put your name out there, whether it's in person, whether it's social media, whether it's a bunch of email, that's very important. So like everything, it's sales one-on-one. You, you start with awareness. Once people have heard your name one, two, three, four times, then like you're, it's a number game, right? It's like everything else. You're not gonna have the yes on the first call you're gonna make. You need 10 calls. And if you, if you just like convert 10% of all your, your calls, it's going to be already a huge success for you. So don't take it personally. Move forward. Like get get the numbers out there. Make sure that like, you have like a nice professional like email 
uh, uh, setup that you can send to those guys. Oh, this is a marketing material as well. Uh, uh, maybe something you can print when you go in person. You can put that there. And now like, he, he, the guys are going to remember you like that when they, they need that this extra capacity or they, they're, they're caught into a bad situation with their existing LSPs and service providers. And, and then uh, it brings me to a question. So this is great to opening accounts. Like, do you see any difference in like the strategy you have to open an account versus to grow an account? Or this is just maybe the organic or natural account? How, do you, how would you describe that process? Mm -hmm. So there's there is a bit of organics involved in the in the growing of an account. So it just progressively can can grow. That's I mean it can happen. Like it's, it it doesn't mean it will. But just if if you provide the correct service, if you are on top of making sure your customer is taken care of, so making sure that what you went in there as a sales pitch, make sure that you uh, play that out. Make sure that you're you're able to to do that what you said you would, and one of my customers actually said to me recently, uh, it's not uh, what happened before; it's how you react after the fact when it happens. So if there's a problem, make sure that you answer your calls, make sure you answer your emails, and don't wait a half hour to answer emails. Right away, be on it right away. Like if. You don't. If if you're doing this by yourself, if this is something that you want to build by yourself from the ground up, you must you must be available for your customers. My niche is so my niche of customers, my vertical is automotive, because I live in Windsor, Ontario. So that's that's right across the river from Detroit, Michigan, and that's automotive capital. So for me, uh, automotive is my uh, customer vertical niche. And then my mode niche is, uh, it's really all over the place, but I, I do a lot of uh, expedited truckload driving freight. So, you know, a, a, a customer needs 16,500 pounds of uh, axles to move. Well, I'm the guy that can get it done from point A to point B. And my speed is one of my best attributes, being able to have that, that speed. Hey, I need this covered, bang, it's covered. This is my rate. This is what I can do. This is when I can pick up. Bang! Let's do it. So what, speed. What, what, to increase that, what the to faster Technology, technology. By far, technology. Like that's that is beyond any kind of uh, like no doubt. Like it's it's technology. Being able to have uh, the ability to to, to throw out. Uh, for for quoting for expedited freight, the technology is everything. Being able to be on expedited platforms where you can find capacity, you know, incredibly fast. That's very important. And and moving forward, same thing. Being able to fire out a load conversion uh, uh, confirmation really fast. That's really important. Uh, being able to track that load uh, in terms of. Uh, not just for the customer's sake, but my for my sake too. Knowing that the the, the shipment has uh, the the carrier has arrived at pickup, that's incredibly important for me. It's incredibly important to know that hey, we're delayed an hour in terms of getting loaded. The tension will apply. Getting that communication back from the carrier auto automatically. So automated automated replies that that tell you hey, you need to at least tell your that I need to tell my customer that freight hasn't been loaded yet so they know they know that pot potentially there will be uh, a situation where we're going to run into a 
freight audit situation where we need to know that this was uh, in time was five, out time was nine. There's two hours of, you know, whatever, you know, payable detention or whatever the case may be. Yeah, so, yeah. so being able to to communicate in that sense, technology has been has been the best friend for me personally in my niche. Um, for for other niches, like for example, if you're doing project freight, project freight, more or less, you don't need crazy technology to to keep it. You know, as long as it's uh, new and it's and it's and it's uh, within the realms of possibility, then yes, technology is great. But uh, project freight is a, is a different animal where, where things are a lot slower. You know, it takes a lot longer to load and unload and all that stuff. So. It, it is, and you have to it's super different project freight and just like those one-offs or just those uh, like, like PO-based like type, of, uh, type of freight. But I've been involved in two like a project, a couple of projects actually, like with some of our clients. And what we see is like specifically in the construction uh, industry or in the mining industry or like this big industry like that, you know, like that uh, are involving a lot of money. Like it's crazy money. Like if like the site doesn't operate for one day, remote sites that are not operating for one day, it's so much, so expensive and so much money are involved. So usually price for moving freight is not really an issue. But you better be there on time. It needs to be just in time. I need my parts to uh, uh, maintain my uh, forklift, like my my like beach like whatever it is. If I can't move that, then like my project uh, is like I'm missing out on opportunities. I'm not extracting money to extract from from Earth, and I can't sell my stuff. So what we realize is just no like just real time freight visibility. For example, for those guys, you're talking about technology. I found that real-time freight visibility, knowing at the inventory level what is coming my way, what has what has made it on the uh, on the truck, what has not been made on the truck, what can I plan uh, ahead of time because I know what's coming. I think it's it's a huge game changer. You're right that it's not a matter of saying if it's not here at eight in the morning we're screwed. If it's there at nine thirty, it's okay. But I need to know, and I need to know where things are at so that I can plan accordingly. I don't want to have my like, twenty-five staff waiting for the the, the truck or the ship or whatever it is that is coming and and have just like half of the parts that I was expecting and all knowing that just on the spot. So so technology is making its way to like project, but I agree with you that the the, the value it's kind of like in different places. Like you're gonna you're gonna value one aspect of it, not another. And what for you maybe like the the, the the speed of communication is gonna be like number one, for example. And like uh Again, uh, it all depends on the mode of transportation and the different trailer types. Like if you're moving produce, it's incredibly important to make sure you know uh, what temperature, you know, the, the current shipment that's on that truck is at. Because you you, you want to have that vis- visibility as much as the driver has it or as a carrier or whatever. And that's that's coming. Like that's going to be that's here now. That's like you can you can see it like it's right there in front of your eyes so you know you can track it if you know oh look in the last 45 minutes it's dropped before below the acceptable values well we got to figure out what the hell's going on because we don't this is that's a lot of money involved in in that one shipment and it's a lot of people that you have to answer to that you have all the visibility you have all the technology well why didn't you act on it and this is this is something that that i i think the freight brokers really need to embrace take this these kinds of technologies where it really gives you tools in your shed to be able to, to sell your product better your solutions your services better better more efficiently and this will 
via the clean aspect of things, on the, 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 the way claims are being handled. Because now it's not just like rely on what I was saying, rely on what the other guy is saying. Now you can track the truck was here, here, here. Now you have like, okay, we know what temperature was there, the temperature dropped or, or bumped. And so we know that something happened just right here. Now you can take pictures before, after, and attach that consistently into all your, uh, your shipments. So claim check is the exact same feature. There's nothing that like my driver did, and you can see yourself back out of that. So like it's it's crazy. The technology is going to be like super important, but at the same time, I never see technology kind of replacing uh, uh, these um, those uh, those workers because again, like the, the the main part is the relationships, and this is technology I see it as an enabler and never as a as a replacement. But uh, I don't think this would work really well. Uh, all those just like crazy load matching up over them, which are just like touching no uh, nothing and no one and not discussing and throwing out there to like 200 carriers or drivers that are wrong. Here's the price, take it or leave it. And this looks kind of a desperate type of move like on the technology side of things. I much rather work on providing the best possible tool and technology for you guys to bring the relationship that you're building to the next level and the, the volume that you're building on a daily basis and to double it, let's say, and to make your life like, easier. And so that you can work, you can be safe with your family and like on the, on the weekends and, and things like that. I really like hope and, and work towards that goal of like uh, making the technology an enabler uh, to, to all the intended. I like that. I like that you're you're using the enabling enabling us to do our job better and enabling the people that use your technology or other technologies easier or, or more efficient. And um, I I don't after seeing your comments, I was more convinced that we we would not. I was com comforted, I guess, by the fact that I I don't think that we will be anytime soon being re replaced by technology where everything's completely automated and there's no need for us. I think uh, to have shipments, to have these relationships, we kind of need people like me or, you know, people in my industry because, and people like you, like I, I think collaboration is much needed in this industry and, and collaboration from all sides and you, you guys in technology have really helped us be better at our jobs, and uh, <clears throat> that's definitely some gratitude and some 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 thinking that needs to be done because um, I don't think we'd be where we're at today, any of us freight brokers, in the last let's say five to ten years if it was not for the advancement in technology in our industry. And on the other side. You know, we don't exist because there's nothing to work towards. So like, if I'm coming up and I did that in the past and I burned myself, this is when I can speak about it. If I'm inventing a system that I think would be useful for you, and again, I did it, spent a bunch of money in that, and then you guys are kind of going to use it saying, it's not how it works. It doesn't work with it at all. It doesn't help me because you come up with a concept that is not real. It's not from the real world. But then when you start to be more humble, work with people like you and sit and say, what is your challenge, not mine? What not what I want to do or what I envision as a technology service provider, but more tell me that how can I be to your service to make your job easier? And once you start to have that mentality and that mentality shift into I provide versus like I help, and then the help then then you start building stuff for people. And like again, you should have seen the discussion I had with our developers and bunch of like our customers and prospects or people just like we like like you were we talking just like casually about things. They're looking at us and it's just like, yeah, you never, you never drove a truck, did you? Or you, you never really understood yeah. that. 
do. And you're like, no, they're not good developers. So it's just a matter of really getting out there, exposing yourself like, to those realities, getting all those discussions in, and like, one after the other, we understand, like we try to extract like the what's most needed and the, 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 the most important features in the automation aspect, and, and, and we, uh, we're delivering that again to, you, to your benefit. And if there's one thing that I would add for all technology companies, um, just because I, I had a recent conversation, maybe almost two weeks ago, uh, with a really big company here in, in uh, Ontario for landscaping, and, and uh, they, they have a supply chain network. So it's there's a lot of stone being moved. There's a lot of sod grass being moved. There's a lot of gravel. There's a, it's, it is as complex as it can be in terms of how, much, how many moving parts and how much material needs to be moved. So one of their biggest concerns, their major concerns was not necessarily uh, paying for the transport, but it was uh, making their own fleet more efficient with routing, making sure that if they have, you know, six customers on one truck that they need to get things off or 11 customers on one truck, that that route that's set up is optimized for the most efficient use of that vehicle. And I think that's one thing that a lot of technologies can um, uh, capitalize on is, is having that, that automatic uh, analytical optimization of routing to be able to provide when, when a tender is sent as a free broker, for example, I can advise the customer or advise the carrier, hey, you wanna cut down on your costs? Well, here's a route. Look at this route that you can take. And this is going to help you save on fuel. It's going to help me be more efficient, and it's going to help deliver more efficiently. And that's something that you guys are going to a lot better than I am at because you're the ones with the technology. But I can see a, a big benefit in that uh, routing, routing, making sure that you can have optimized routes in in, in the systems that that you use. And it's really interesting. It's a brand new just avenue for for discussion here. It's just you're talking about basically either asset-based people that want to make sure they make the best use of their trucks and the fuel and that it's most, most optimized, or anything that would be on the LTL side of things where you want consolidation, different clients, and you want like, the best route. Yeah. Uh, but so as a technology service provider, we always need to prioritize. I'm not going to cater to asset-based, just like um, shippers uh, with fleets or, or brokers with fleet or anyone that has an asset or someone that is specifically LTL. Do I want to be more on the full truckload side of things? Do I want to have a one-to-many uh, API integration to all the big LTL carriers to I automate the rates shopping? Do I want to leverage more like the truckload relationship aspect of things? So where I'm going at with that is, I can mention you like, again, easy 20, 25 different modern TMSs, and everyone's called TMS, I think it's a blanket term. Like, I think we will need to kind of really differentiate eventually what all those uh, service providers and technology service providers are, are giving. Like, we like to call ourselves transportation relationship management. Rather than CRM, I love to call myself a TRM. Again, you have relationships, you're gonna make the most of those relationships. But where I wanna, what I wanna share with you is, the industry is so fragmented in terms of, again, I'm a shipper with asset, with no asset, I'm a distributor, I'm working with couriers and carriers, uh, LTL, dedicated, I'm a freight broker, this is my specificity, but I do like truckload, let's say for automotive, but I do a bit of LTL and expedited here as a CFIT or, or potential uh, 
opportunity. Uh, you have the carriers that are going to be just like asset-based carriers. You have people maybe like you uh, that are calling themselves dispatchers as a guy to have a truck and like is like like the guy like the the alpha male, let's say of the of the herd of the herd, and gonna have another five, six, seven owner ups and gonna dispatch shipments to them. But he's not a freight broker; he's a dispatcher, right? So at the end of the day, you have so many different markets. You have I think 1.3, 1.5 something million like uh, trucking uh, trucking business or carriers like in North America. You have um, over 1 million distributors in North America. You have uh, 18 to 20, 25,000 like, freight brokers and intermediaries in North America. The question is that anyone, any company, a tech company like ours that would have 2,000 clients is a $100 million company right there, just right there. Oh, just right. Like, simple. So oh, can you imagine how many uh, uh, of those companies, maybe the 25 uh, tech companies that we're sharing with you are all going to end up there? What I see is just that we all are picking segments right now. For example, if you ask me, if you're doing a bunch of LTL and uh, you don't know anyone, you don't have your relationships, and you, you will rely on YRC and SIA and, and, uh, and Old Dominion, whatever it is, and my next EO, and when in Canada would be uh, uh, Day and Ross, let's say, like for, for your LTL, don't come with us because this is not where, where we, we focus. We don't focus into this one to many, just LTL carriers, got automation. If you have relationships with all of the, the small trucking companies and you want to make sense of your 400 carriers that you have into your database and you want to make sure that you find the right one at the right moment when you need when you need them yes i think that we have one of the best in the in the, in the, in the industry but it's very interesting how i would say really understand who you are the same way you want to be set up for yourself you need to understand that what is it i'm good at and the same way you're good at something the team is in the technology you can have technology that are good at something and less good about something else mm -hmm. and it needs to be a match and now, at like the beginning, I was not necessarily uh, thinking that like that was like, oh, a client, a client. But then it's more maintenance for us, it's more training, it's more this. And then like, he's not happy, oh, how can we do this? And now we're saying, this is what we do the qualification at first. What you will try to achieve? What is your business? What's your reality? What's your day to day? Mm -hmm. Oh, I do this, I do this, I do that. Okay, go with uh, logistically, go with freight pop, go with uh, Rose Rocket. They're awesome at what they do. Awesome. All those companies are really good. You want to do this? Come with us. I think we're the best. Mm -hmm. So this is this is this is really like all those um, all those discussions, and it needs to be simple. It needs to be transparent. It needs to be genuine and honest as well, because no one is winning if it's not a right match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly it's it's being able to 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 match with the right technology. It's being able to match with the right carrier. It's being right broker, right shipper. Like everything is just like a. To have that match everything in life is a match if you really think about it i mean your own relationship with your girlfriend wife husband whatever like it's, it's all about the match like it's yeah, all about yeah. it doesn't matter if you're opposites if you're if if you have different ways of thinking but you're you're a match for what you're trying to accomplish in your life and that's that's very important and again finding a match it all comes back down to communication um Compromise, being able to negotiate, being able to um, speak, speak your mind. You know, again, you just said transparency. That's that's the type of transparency I want. There's been a lot of talk lately about, especially in the U.S., um, uh, you know, like uh, freight broker transparency and rates. Like, uh, hey, I want to know what the freight broker made in order to make my decision if I want to move this load or not. That, that, that to me is craziness. That's not what I'm talking about, transparency. I don't mind 
I don't mind, but at least wait until the load delivers. So if I made 3% on the load, maybe that carrier might think 3% is way too much and might not want to move that load. And it puts me at, at odds with my customer where then what am I going to do? I have to find capacity. This guy just said he's not going to do load because I made 3%. Like we got to have some kind of, it, it's just, I don't know. There's so many moving parts that, uh, uh, that kind of transparency, I think, is it, it doesn't help anybody. But transparency in terms of uh, who my, who, you know, who my shippers are in terms of giving you that information, trusting you with that, with that information, authenticating you, making sure that I know who you are, who's picking up my freight, uh, timestamps in terms of when that freight was picked up, when that freight was delivered, where that freight is. Like this is all that. The, just like we, again, universal visibility rights. That's pretty much the, the next generation. That's that blockchain generation. Having that distributed ledger, like everything's like bing, 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 bing. Everybody knows everybody. And anybody can stop that transaction at any time if some kind of, uh, you know, fraud or something is, is not is not right with that with that transaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, that – uh, uh, is, is going to be incredibly important moving forward if technology is to – keep up with freight and freight is to keep up with technology so well i think uh, again it was like we can i can go with you for another two hours i, I love talking to you uh, <laughs> stuff on the on the back burner uh, for the rest of the day i appreciate your time so much i appreciate that you share your thoughts like you share your knowledge it's uh, golden nuggets if you ask me uh, i hope like people that are listening to that are going to find a tremendous value into it um, I'm looking forward for any type of like further uh, collaboration, partnerships, ideas, whatever it is. I'm I'm in uh, every time like we can again like share, educate, and and do that work all together. I think it's amazing. And uh, I, I want to also thank uh, take two seconds to, to, to thank you for your time today. I know it's a very busy day. You take the time out of your busy schedule. Um, so great discussion with you. Thank you again so much. Uh, I'm looking for uh, next collaboration. It's not a problem at all. It's it's a pleasure, and I, like you said, I, I I can go another three hours if it was you know like it's just I'm I'm somebody that likes to have discussions about everything. I can talk to you about trees, plants, animals. Does it to me like I I can talk about anything? But my uh, I guess what I want to just mention to you specifically you and and any anybody else I guess that would be interested. Like I don't mind helping you make technology better for for the logistics industry. So if you have questions, if you're stuck on something and you don't, you want to ask somebody like you said in the real world, like in in logistics and 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 transportation, and and you have a question about maintenance or something to do with, ask me. I'm I'm open to to discussing with you. If 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 you find that you want to add something to to freight path that's something that that is needed like just ask just ask ask me what is needed and i'll i'll do everything in my power to help and if i if i can't help well maybe i know somebody that can give you a shout and 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 can help you make what you're doing better for you and for us so and that's the type of collaboration i need and and would want and again thank you again for the opportunity and the time as well awesome and if I can leverage anyone of my network to help you uh, succeed or perform or achieve anything, let me know. Uh, it's always a pleasure. So I wish you a great day. Thank you for being part of that podcast. Uh, again, my my uh, my honor to have you there. And uh, I guess we'll be in touch soon, Nurkan. Uh, 
Sounds good. You're doing a good thing. I really like this setup. Thank you. Take care. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Bye. Okay.